Good afternoon from perched high above the Thirsty Owl in Saratoga Springs. I kind of right. messed that one up. No, Sorry. I think you did a wonderful job because it's the first time you've said it. That's right. I was yeah, usually, you're usually the good afternoon or the good evening person. Right. 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 No, it's good. You did a good job. It'll roll off. Perched high above. You just have to get, you know, it's one of those, like the trailers for the movies. You have right. to really get into it. <laughs> Perched thing. high above the thirsty owl. I wonder what he makes. He, I looked this up a long time ago because yeah. it's the same guy for every movie. And then, oh. you know, he's passed away now. He's, so it's not the that. same guy. They replace it with another person. And this is the announcement before every movie or and the is trailer. Is he meant to sound like the other guy did? Yeah, and he just doesn't. Um, oh. We're talking about the voice of the trailer for the blockbuster and all the movies that we see in the in the movie theater. But the guy um, was making between five and 50000 per trailer voiceover. Between five and fifty, this is quite a variance. He, yeah, as he got more Oh, yeah, so, so more earlier, earlier days. Yeah. yeah. So... Maybe you could audition for that voiceover Perched job. High above the thirsty owl. I like to do that sometimes when I answer the phone. Have you heard me do that? Oh, yeah. Where I try to really give it to him. Yes. And I say, if you'd like to speak to a human, press one now. And then sometimes I do press one. That's funny. And I know I've done a good job. <laughs> well, we have a pretty uh, funny topic for today, but... Uh, did you want to funny see now oh, see it already begins there now you caught me okay it already begins there so we have a very intriguing topic one that touches us all <laughs> see what i did there <laughs> see what i did there joe <laughs> yeah i did i do oh. it'll make sense in a moment oh boy we yeah. really did it. You we? really, you really screwed up. But we up. wanted to kind of, we wanted to kind of button up the relationship escalator from yes. last time, right? Do we kind of want to just kind of give that a in summation type of situation? Yeah, we do, and it's funny because you and I have had conversations about this, mm -hmm. and I talk less about my experiences by design in a way. I, I will admit that because mm -hmm. I'm still coming out of my shell, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, and I realize I don't get the relationship escalator concept. Because I was always a rebel. I didn't follow any of that. Okay, so this is, I felt like when we were talking about it a couple of days ago that you didn't really surmise that. I feel like this is a, a um, this is a, in conclusion that you've drawn in, in recent days. Yes. Because when we were talking about it, you seemed to say, well, yeah, that does sound familiar. I can see that. Yep. Up, up, up. Yeah. The societal uh, construct that sure. is placed upon relationships, yeah. how we should act within those relationships. I actually do not agree with any of that and i somewhat rebelled on it the only thing i kind of caved in on is that whole notion of you got to do the baby shower you got to do the the bridal shower and you got to go get married and it's got to be a white dress and all of that i felt like i did for myself because i felt i had to sure um and to please my family mm -hmm. um so um it's an important reference point maybe the escal the the relationship escalator you know, it's just a model that most people tend to follow yeah and usually younger adults um especially mm -hmm. but i think a, a lot of us um you know if we had a marriage or you know you know heavy duty relationships and you know whether they worked out or didn't work out and as we start new relationships you know kind of in the middle of our lives kind of as we get a little more on an age I think inherently, without really thinking about it super consciously, we kind of ditch some of those things mm -hmm. and we keep some of them. But I feel like even some of them that we do keep are still um, 
maybe some ideas that people should at least rethink. Yes. You know, because we, we've talked about, um, personally, just you and I, not in the podcast of, you know, um, you know, whether it be a year ago or two years ago or six months ago for you, mm-hmm. you know, when we talked about the question of where is this going? Oh, right. And you've felt that way from time to time in your life, especially when you were younger as well, 100%, whenever, 100%. And, and I'm here to tell you, you better know the damn answer to that yourself before you start asking someone else that where do you want it to go? You want this dude living with you. You want to spend four or five nights a week with this person. You know, watch yeah. what you wish for, you know, and I'm not saying the person that you've selected is not good, mm-hmm. but as we get older, I think we value our own company as well. And we value our time with our friends yeah. and we're probably a little healthier with how we spend our free time, our non work time, our non family right. time. Like I just, I don't, I think a lot of times people just, you know, and we put it in the notes for the last episode. What, what are you trying to do? What are we trying to accomplish here? Are you more celebrating the fact that you've found someone that you really enjoy mm-hmm. or are you trying to plug them into your equation and this ultimate destination of X, Y, or Z, or if you're speaking British form of English, <laughs> X, Y, or Z. Z. <laughs> right. It's fun to say. It is. Um, and I think that's the b- big deal for me. That's the button up for me is what are we trying to accomplish? I think what you should be trying to accomplish in a relationship is you know, spend some nice quality time with someone who you're compatible with. And that doesn't mean to have everything in common because that's, that's not a recipe for success all the time. My golf in common with my thing. How'd that you one, sure did, how'd which that is how you out? guys met. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. But I just I mean, having something really cool in common is not a surefire way to determine the potential success of a relationship by any right. stretch of the imagination. It's not, but, um, you know, I, I think, building a relationship and a relationship style that works for you is the most important, you know, way. If you're going to, if the whole concept is to do relationships better, I think, you know, having more open lines of communication on on what direction you want to head into together. Mm -hmm. um, You know, it's not just enough to have a handful of really great dates and then it turns into a few months and you meet each other's friends and you might meet even meet each other's family, but you have to determine what are we what are we trying to accomplish here? What is not the end game? Because that gets a little calculated too. Right. And it gets a little formulaic, like you're trying, you know, you're trying to win a board game. Um, you're trying to get Broadway and Park Place, you know. Right. And um, but I think, you know, if you talk about what it is we're trying to accomplish, and I just think it should be very simple, very rudimentary and I want to spend, you know, a reasonable amount of quality time with someone that also cares for me and the people in my life that mean something to me. And I just don't know why it's got to be necessarily marriage or necessarily cohabitation or necessarily, you know, X, Y, or Z. I just less attention to the perceived destination that you want because half the time it's probably not what you really want in the first place. And a little more time on, Oh, this, this guy or this, this woman is really interesting and, you know, he or she might have some limitations on time or, you know, they might have already a family established that they need to spend a lot of time with, or they might be free as a bird. And, you know, it's got to kind of keep dipping, you know, your toe in the own, your own water of, 
what am, what is it that I'm looking for? And that shouldn't be static. I just don't think it should be static because each person that you might see is very unique and different and they offer different things, you know, and they'd have limitations and, you know, that's all. Yeah, I agree. And um, it takes a lot of pressure off too. And when, as we all know, when you're not under stress, you might enjoy life a little bit more and not put um, deadlines on anything. It might actually be a better way to live and be around each other. So I think that's, what I'm getting from it. But I hear all the time people are, I'm really interested in this person. And, you know, we hung out a couple of times this week already. And, um, you know, they really want me to come over tonight or we're meant to go out for dinner tonight. I just, I'm in my favorite sweatpants and my sweatshirt. <laughs> and right. I have a really cool movie queued up on Netflix. I, you know, what should I do? Well, calm and say you want to stay home and watch a movie. You, you want to have a solo night. Right. You know, you say right, but I just, I think there is a lot of pressure no, there. And if there's a lot gotten, of pressure to do what the other person wants to do instead right. of maybe somewhere in between. Oh, actually the other, uh, just yesterday, I already had made plans with some friends, mm -hmm. um, two different sets of friends. And I uh, was invited uh, to spend times elsewhere mm -hmm. and I said no I already have plans and I just you know it, it felt good to do that and I think it was a healthy decision to make yeah it's kind of the power of saying no you yeah. know and I think yeah. there's a lot of value in that that's probably a whole nother podcast yeah exactly well um I want to switch topics because yeah. you did talk about touching yourself just Whoa. a few minutes ago <laughs> touch on <laughs> you said something about touch so is I'm this just the divinals I touch myself. How does that song go? <laughs> I don't know. How about I recommended that song to you when we discovered that we were going to kind of um, investigate this yes. topic. And you had never heard of that song? I've never heard of that song. But There's no way you've never heard of that song. We will go back and talk about that. And I will actually put it on the description of the podcast. Please and maybe do. The Divinals. The I don't know that they had another song. What's the, what's the title of the song you're talking about? I Touch Myself. Did you know the answer? You just wanted to hear me say it? Uh, yes. Jesus, Joe. So we are... Joe's in fourth grade, if anyone was curious. He giggles. There was... Uh, anyway, the um, we are going to talk about the M word today. That is okay, the so there topic you go again. of the day. I just wanted you to be able to say of... it. So, so my preface with this word is this. I've always hated this word because I think it sound, it's very caustic. It's very guttural. And the words masturbation. And I have a funny story about this. And you know the story. I don't think you thought that I would bring this up. <laughs> and um, I like to say having alone time. Yes. Because I think that's fun. I think it's a fun, sporty way of saying okay. it. But masturbation, like masturbation, that's just a, it's just kind of a yuck word. And I don't, and I don't, and I don't, and I don't think it's a yuck activity and we're really going to, we're going to get into the history of it. We're going to get into our own personal experience with it. Oh yes, we are. Your face. She just looked like she just seen a ghost like Ernest. And we have a ghost the, the movie now that's on Netflix that I thought was terrible. Now I'm watching it and it's actually pretty good. Is it? Okay. But you look like you've just seen a ghost when I said that. And I will call on you to talk about it a little bit. So be ready for that. Okay. You get your phone out like you have notes. Oh, I do but have here, notes. But here, here's, here's what notes. I want to say. Okay. I was researching this and um, I've always hated this word, not just when I was younger and, and, you know, alone time was meant to be embarrassing and something that no one spoke of. 
Um, and, and anytime I've ever typed it into my phone, I've realized <laughs> at first that I thought that um, Apple and Steve Jobs and the gang were just very prudish and they kept underlining it with a red pen that they didn't recognize it as a word when that's not true. Right. I've been spelling it wrong. <laughs> You were there. Don't pretend like you don't know. I was there. But that's the thing. I like to admit when I have a bonehead moment. Yeah. So Joshua Cup was spelling it M-A-S-T-E-R. Because it sounds like it masturbation. Does anyone say masturbation? Does anyone say that? So I was spelling it wrong, and that's why it was getting red penned. (laughs) You thought you were getting flagged. Yeah. I was just getting like, this guy's a pervert over here. That may or may not be true, but I was just spelling it wrong. And see, there you go, hey. folks. That's how you know I'll tell you anything on this podcast, because I was spelling a pretty simple word incorrectly, and I thought I was getting. I thought the ghost of Steve Jobs was really just giving it to me, like Josh. That's improper. <laughs> Don't just type that in. Spelling it wrong. So if anyone ever has any spelling gaff moments, at least I talked about mine publicly. That. I, that was very funny. But why don't you start us off? I don't know if you want to start off the history. I think we should go um, like kind of personal experience and not like wh- how we do or mm-hmm. or what we're doing now or if we do now. Like I don't want to get into that, but just when you got the birds and bees talk, Joe. I didn't though. You never got any birds and bees talk. I, my, my mother had a very unconventional way of sharing with us what sex is. Okay. But all right. So... I don't want to talk totally about the birds and bees. Did, mm-hmm. did the birds and the bees talk cover alone time? Zero. We're going to talk, we're going to call it alone time, not because I, I feel bad about it. I love <laughs> self love. I think it's fantastic. I think it's fantastic for me. Joe, if you like to participate in that, I think it's wonderful for you. Anyone that's listening, have at it. Maybe you're doing it while you're listening. Who knows? I'm just saying, like, I think it's fantastic. So I'm not going to keep saying masturbation. I just don't like the word. So why don't we come up with a few... Alone time. Alone time, self-love. Yeah. I mean, there's some funky words out there. Right, and there's some funky phrases. But I think all of those phrases are meant to poke fun at it. Okay. And we just got to watch that. It is fun. Listen, who likes to make people laugh more than me? Who likes to laugh more than me? There are very few people on planet Earth. (laughs) I mean, that's kind of like my life mission, to make people have a giggle, right? You know me well enough. But there are a lot of, you know, funny ways of saying it. But a lot of them, you know, they're based around humor and they're sneaking up on shame as well. True. And that is the opposite of what I'm trying to do with this podcast. I'm trying to say, get after it. <laughs> Bonus points are if you are having fun while listening to this one. Maybe it's my sexy voice <laughs> or Joe's, you know, you know, amazingly sexy voice if that if either of them do it for you have at it kids <laughs> right. but what i'm what i my question go back to the question of okay. the birds and the bees talk was a very unique one and probably not a very good one for you i'm guessing by your your body language and what you're trying to say but did it include if you did have an actual chat about the birds and the bees mm-hmm. did it include you know having special alone time absolutely not okay. in fact growing up catholic in the philippines it was considered a sin. Everybody knew it was going on. Everybody knows their children do it because there is a historical and natural uh, progression in a person's body that creates this desire to touch your parts. Yeah. That's what we're learning as we research Or have them this. touch, and then you realize that you can also be one of the people, 
one of the people that touch it. Correct. Touch those for, right. for pleasure. So, um, in, in, but in our culture, it was considered a sin. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And you read some of that historical. Right. And I want to get to the history, yeah. which is really interesting. But my, so my Birds and the Beast talk wasn't really a talk. It was here are two books. Oh, and you got a book. I got two books. Oh. Um, one of them was text heavy. The other one was text heavy, but also had um, a bunch of illustrations in it. Yeah. Not photographs. Illustrations. Oh, wow. And I didn't really get, you know, being 14, you know, I, I feel like if the chapters didn't include illustrations um, of two people, I think I liked it as just like a Sears catalog. I think... <laughs> Maybe that's what I kind of treated it as. So I was never going to look at the section that was about, you know, alone time. And I'm sure there was a chapter about that. I would, oh, love, I would love to find this book. Okay. I would love to find this book. But I was, I was never going to get into that. Because when I got the book, I think my mom did time it well. Because when I got these books, there wasn't alone time being had yet. At 14. Mm, I don't know when it was when I got it. Okay. But at 14, I would have been down with alone time at, at that point. I do know that. Yeah. So maybe it, mm, I just don't remember reading that part. So anyways, I think what, I'll, I'll, I'll get okay. the door. So I, I just, I didn't, that wasn't covered with any fanfare. I mean, or really with any attention. So, mm -hmm. you know, alone time was just something that I discovered on my own. And mm. we can get into our own experience with it yeah. after the history. I think the history part would be fun to talk about next. But so no conversation. No one talked no. about it with you. Okay. No, but again, unconventional mom. My mom was always kind of a, a maverick in a lot of ways. She was out of, she always thought outside the box as a young woman and as a mother so she had four she had four girls and a boy and at, she she knew that this was a big this should be a big topic in our family so how she did it was through dirty jokes oh as a very young child dirty jokes were bound at the dinner table with family and cousins and aunts and uncles so we learned and picked up nuggets of information from mm. dirty jokes the second way she knew she was educating us she pretended she didn't know that all five kids together used to sneak into their bedroom, pull out the little VHS tapes that were unmarked, that had pornography on it, pop it in, mm -hmm. and we'd all have a giggle. Like, yeah, I'm talking seven, eight, nine, ten year olds, yeah. Yeah. eleven. And she knew we were doing this. And I, 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 later on in life, I realized this was her way of educating us without having to educate us herself. Huh. So I knew about physicality and sexuality because I was watching porn yeah. way before the age of 10. I can, yeah. I can remember to this day. You don't, you're not, you're not suggesting that they knew that you'd have access to these things. My mom knew we had access to this. Oh. I am convinced. Now, having said that, porn in the 1970s was well, really was just... very impressive. You turn on CBS or any network television today, that's they're hmm. showing things that porn back in the 70s on never TV. showed. No, they have... No, just, okay, just, just your saying, VHS like, tapes. The VHS tapes 
wasn't really it was yeah. very very soft porn back then so yeah. i don't want anybody to think i was watching the hardcore stuff sure. that's readily available sure so that's how we learn about sexuality masturbation sex between or among just yourself yeah or and with other people so my mother never sat us down and had this conversation i wish she did yeah i never had it with my daughter or my son what? yeah yeah because you know why they now teach it very explicitly in school and then with the internet on your phones it's they have access to this stuff they know more than i yeah do. but they're not going to get a very accurate interpretation of like how you should view it <laughs> it's not about like it's not a how to do guide you t- you should be talking about the attitudes around it right I never had that conversation. Yeah. And I regret that. Yeah. I do. Seiko and I are in the precipice of that conversation. I was going to ask you because Seiko's 12. 12 and a hook. Yeah. And so, um, I mean, my kids are now 20 and 21. Yeah, I mean, so I, well I'm past. way off the hook. Right. Um, but I should have. Yeah. But I mean, it, I have a very, maybe we can even finish with this, but I have a very you know prepared idea of how I want to talk to him about it. Mm. But it'll be a very positive conversation. And we've already started it. Um, we started the conversation I said, you know, if we're going too fast with this conversation, that's fine, you know, um, but it'll be had very, very, very shortly. And I know exactly that it's going to be a very positive way mm. of introducing that. Yeah. Um, like exceptionally. So like incredibly progressive and we'll get to that at the end, but yeah. let's sneak into the history portion. Right. Um, I'll start it off just because yes. what I looked at, um, is some of the, very earliest civilizations, the Sumerians, which are from, you know, kind of the southern Mesopotamia, kind of Iraq area now, um, some of the earliest in recorded history of recording history. This is like five or six centuries BC. And they had a very relaxed and very positive attitude about sex, let alone masturbation. So um, they believed that alone time enhanced sexual potency for both men and women and they frequently engaged in it both alone and with their partners so this is really interesting because they did not have the advantage of studies and science Mm -hmm. and turns out they were correct yeah there's plenty of medical evidence that having alone time for both a male and female puts you in a better spot for fertility for, I mean, we can get to all this later, but um, their attitude towards alone time has turned out to be very accurate. I don't know if they just thought it was really fun. So they tried to see it as positive um, or if they knew something we didn't know. Um, but clearly the science wasn't there to back that up. But, you know, after them, then you get into the the, the Greeks, the Romans, and they were pretty, open and, and uh, positive with it. And then it starts to go in the wrong direction pretty fast after that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't want to fast forward all the way into um, the 1800s, but I mean, you have, I mean, we talked about, we talked about Egypt mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> that one was really funny. Remember what we talked about there, right? Yes. That the I have it in front e- of me. Egyptian Pharaoh, the king of Egypt right. every year would, in a festival, in, in a festival, would annually, have a go into the Nile. Is that correct? He would spill his semen into the Nile, and it was a M- metaphor for mm-hmm. the Egyptian creation myth. 
that that's how the world was created. Correct? Correct. So we Or wrote... I should say erect. Oh, I see what you did there. But I mean, that's so amazing. I mean, they have, you can't be more positive than that, right? Right. Then I think of, you know, Egypt was a very powerful region at the time. Oh, yes. Not unlike maybe the United States is now. Can you imagine Joe Biden having a go in the Potomac like that? <laughs> I can't. There'd be a lot of confusion. Be not a lot of success. <laughs> Off the key bridge right onto <laughs> the Potomac. Oh. <laughs> With everybody watching, you know. Right. And I, you know, I don't want to be like every other podcast and do like a breakdown of, well, the history of it is this, but then we go in the wrong direction pretty fast. You get into like the 1800s and with the introduction into psychotherapy and psychology. And um, for a long while, it was super duper frowned upon and uh, both culturally, scientifically, um, you know, and you know, you don't really come out of that until 70s, 80s, 90s even. Um, you know, share, share the history that you looked up. I mean, the Sumerians was a really big deal for me because I really feel like after further review in, in reading more of a current history of alone time, people have found that to be, have a lot of very positive effects, um, medically, emotionally. Um, yeah. and it's just so funny the way, you know, you just describe how the Sumerians, you know, what their attitudes were towards it and what they thought the benefits may have been. And they were so right, you know, um, with, with, you know, medical science to back that up now. So what are some little, little notes that you made? Well, some of the notes I made was in, in one culture, um, they actually felt that semen was such a, um, treasure and a gift from whatever higher power they had believed in that even if you were masturbating, uh, they would actually make sure that your semen ended up someplace that is ingested orally oh. because they just did not want the semen wasted. It was like the oh. juice of the gods kind Oof. of thing. <laughs> well, I, I, this is history. Well, if you're not turned on before, folks, right? you certainly are now. Where is this culture and how much is the plane ticket there? I- <laughs> Kidding. Sorry. Sorry. This is all, uh, this is all documented mm-hmm. um, to your point. And then it did, it did turn ugly, and they 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 portrayed uh, masturbation. I know you hate that word, but I I have no problem saying it. Yeah. Um, the Catholics turned it into a sin. You're not allowed to um, masturbate, or obviously not allowed to have sex with another female or male. Although we all know they did, so it became like real ugly. They made it an ugly thing, I think, in, in some cultures, uh, unnecessarily so. Um, even as late as 1994, uh, the U.S. Surgeon General Jocelyn Elders was fired by the White House because she suggested that people should masturbate instead of being sexually promiscuous. Well, taught that as a, as a concept. That, yes. That, you know, I think that's at the, not the peak, but kind of the tail end of the kind of public panic over AIDS. I think that was probably yes. a, a part of why she suggested that, but you know, it's, but it was the lot. word and openly saying it on a speech, the word masturbation. Well, so that suggested that almost be not taught how to, but that it should be thought of as a replacement for other less safe sex practices. At Correct. The time. 
in, in like health education in school. Yes, right? yeah. yes. And she was a surgeon general. It was all scientifically based as far right. as she was concerned. And by making the speech, um, using the word alone in a UN speech got her, I you know, fired and pressured from uh, conservative parties, if you will. So I think your uh, suggestion to talk about this openly and not as a funny word, not as a dirty word, I think is very helpful because it is part of self-love. Well, it's part of life. Mm. Yeah. So we got the history knocked out. Mm-hmm. You, you Where know, would you like to go from you know, here? You know what's left. <laughs> I just, you know, to talk about our own personal experience with it is fine. I just, you know, do we have stats? I did not look up stats on, you know, what percentage of people say that they do. Or I did. You do? Okay, perfect. Fire away. Well, not, not on that particular question, but I think you're right on in wanting to talk to Seiko about it at age 12, because in fact, boys discover pleasure in that region at ages 11 and 12. And around 13 is when they seek to achieve orgasm, but they don't necessarily know that or are aware of that until they're 13. By age 15, almost 100% of boys and only 25% of girls have masturbated to the point of orgasm. Say that one again. I got the numbers, but what was the first part of it? When boys discover their pleasure zone okay. is at age 11 and 12, ages 11 and 12. 13 is when they realize they can, that that, that pleasure of touching can actually end Lead. in a sure. huge cookie. Okay. Okay. To an orgasm. Yes. Orgasm. Um, by 15, 100% of boys have masturbated to the point of orgasm. Completion. Completion, right. And only 25% of girls. I don't buy that. I just... So so that is skewed by the fact that... We probably don't... I don't think it's 100% of guys. I I think it's probably, you know, in the 90s though. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think the female number is probably significantly higher, just Mm -hmm. they wouldn't self-report that. Yeah. I think that would be the skewing there. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. And 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 they and the the reason or the scientific um, explanation for why boys and girls do this, including us at that age, um, genital play is often used simply as a form of self comfort. That's mm. how the scientists see this as why or motivation for growing people at that age. Uh, why we do it. Okay. All right. We have any more stats? I do. Fire away. Did you know? Just wild guess. How many nerve endings do you feel? Do you think the human clitoris have to I, activate? I I don't know. I don't even know why knowing that would be a good thing. I'm sure it's a very high number. Well, because very it has, sensitive location. Because it has a lot to do with women and self loving themselves. Mm. 10,281 nerve fibers. Sure. That would make sense. It's a very sensitive spot. That's a- <laughs> I think we all know that. The boys and the girls know that one. I had no idea. You didn't know it was a very sensitive location? <laughs> no. Yeah, but, but the number is, whether you said 200, I don't, know what, I don't know what a high number is or a low number is for such a small location. It, it just tells you how sensitive yeah, that, that. 10,281 yeah. fibers? Yeah. I didn't look it up for how many men do. or uh, what, I, I don't know what gets you guys. 
you're just surprised by the number, but it's such an arbitrary number. Like if, if it, you could have told me 1 million and I, I mean, what do you, how do you know the difference? I mean, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a, like a dermatologist that would know like sensitivity of the human skin. Like I wouldn't know that. You okay, know? Okay. So, but it clearly that's a high number. It seems to be a high number, right? but we all knew going into this conversation that that was a very sensitive location on a woman's body. Right. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So I have a question for you. Sure. Not to include your your brothers who are not part of this show and don't know that I am mentioning sure. that you have two brothers. Mm-hmm. How was that? How when you started experiencing these drives mm-hmm. to self love, mm-hmm. was that something you boys as brothers talked about? And I know zero zero times. Zero times. I wonder if that's common among siblings. I don't know. I don't know. And that's, I don't, a lot of times I conjecture on this podcast or in life if we're just talking and I don't, I don't, I'm not meant to be right all the time. It's just, I mean, if someone asks my take or my opinion, I give it. I don't know if it's common for like all, you know, boys type, type of offspring to sit there and talk about that or to not talk about it. We certainly did not, but I've already mentioned before for, for having three reasonably intelligent kids, you know, mm-hmm. that all, you know, graduated from school with honors and, and, you know, have at least the book smart part of things sussed out. Yeah. Um, we talked about it at zero. And I like to think of myself as a, you know, fairly successful communicator at this point in my yeah. life. I mean, you, you rewind, um, you know, 35 years and we, I didn't talk. I mean, my younger brother was measurably younger. Wes yeah. is six years younger than I am, but my older brother's two years older than I am. And, we talked about it zero. The only time we used any words that were associated with masturbation, it was like a negative. It's like you jerk off, like use it as a noun. As an, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, or there's always the adage of go fuck yourself. Yeah. Which as you get older. Oh, that, that, that does make As you sense. get older, I'm like, okay. don't threaten me with a good time. I'll <laughs> see d- you in 15 minutes. I never, I never thought of it Yeah, that it's way. just so weird. Language is such a weird thing. And and how one curses and how one uses profanity is uh, fairly intriguing. I mean, you think of it as just kind of a, you know, um, being inarticulate and not having a, a grasp on the language or your emotions and you just swear at people or you use swear words. But, and oftentimes it is, that's probably the majority of the time, but yeah. there are some really interesting things that you look back on and you're like, hmm, was that really meant to be a put down? So you, <laughs> exactly. Right. So, so when you're home, I mean, obviously it happened in your household. There's three boys. Mm-hmm. You never teased each other about it. Or if you knew your brother was in the shower too long or you were in the shower too long, they never made fun of you or go, what were you doing in the shower? You never called no. each other out on this. No. I'm shocked. No. Wow. Didn't. Didn't and you know and I, and I wish I could say I did and, and add some fun little stories but I just can't I can't there's nothing to add but, there's nothing to add on that part I mean I'm sure there's other questions you were going to ask but like on that one no no one broke each other's chops no one talked about it um, no one talked about you know hey how far did you did you go with April Fitzpatrick uh, this weekend or there was like there was no wow. chatter about um, you know. Not, I don't want to say sexual conquest, but you know what the activity was or what was happening. And but Johnny was a very, very much you know he didn't really get into the whole dating thing until like his senior year of high school. So I wasn't, I didn't have a lot of information coming my way from him. I didn't have any information coming my way from my folks. So the only information was from those crappy books, and then 
you know, kids at school. You which never, is, it's a terrible way to have it happen. You never felt compelled to never ask doing that your to old, old bro- older brother. No, I knew he wasn't dating Joe. No, so no. unless we weren't going to talk about masturbation, yeah. then we weren't going to be talking about anything sexual. Oh, wow. And he was a very quiet, he was very quiet as a kid. He's still quiet as an adult. And, you know, that conversation wasn't going to come up. I didn't want it to. I didn't, I didn't, Johnny didn't provide me any sort of emotional. Um, Guidance? Yeah, I can think that's a good word. Yeah. So I wasn't about to look at it. I wasn't going to start with that. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah, we weren't close. We, Johnny and I weren't close until he left for school. Then I think we got closer then, mm-hmm. which is nice. Yeah. But, so um, you asked about uh, statistics. There was one that I failed to mention earlier. In fact, you found this. Uh, the Kinsey Report mm-hmm. in 1948 and 1953 claims that 92% of men and 62% of women masturbated as adults. Mm-hmm. You said... That's probably closer to what you said. It was like ninety-eight and eighty-five. You thought that was a little low. Yeah, I don't think I know. I don't think we, I don't think any of us know any women. Yeah, that don't have alone time to some degree. So that sixty-two percent is clearly very horseshit-ish, I would say. Yeah. Um, I don't think throughout time any gender um, does that more or less. I think that's a very innate thing where you just you know, that's a very primal desire to have, um, whether you're in a relationship or not in a relationship, whether you have sexual access or you don't, you know, someone's not always there when you're feeling punchy, you know, punchy. I love that word. <laughs> I don't like the word horny either. I don't really? Like I don't like that. Word. You don't like masturbation and you don't like horny. Oh, don't say I don't like masturbation. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll stop you right there, kid. Um, but I don't, I don't like those words. Horny is always, I think a lot of people feel that way about horny. They don't yeah, think that's a, that's, it's kind of a weird word. It's too. Like, what does that have to do with a horn? But it's too, yeah. Yeah, we could find excited, excited. I like punchy. Punchy. Okay, yeah. okay. You did ask a question and I had to look it up. Yeah. You punchy s- was an Aaron thing, by the way. We came up with that because neither of us liked that word horny. Uh, so like, you know, she would text me like, I'm kind of a little punchy right now. And, um. Oh, wow. And whether that was like I was meant to help her act on that or whether she was going to have solo time herself is a different story. But yeah, um, punchy, little... punchy was a word that, that we shared. And I, I think it's a cute word. That is a cute word. Yeah. Um, you asked me this question, and it's a definition question. Mm-hmm. You said, two people having sex, the woman starts motioning or rubbing herself against the other person. Is that considered masturbation? You asked me this question. Okay, yeah, because the, the question I had, and then I realized that it's obviously very simple one to a- answer. It's just like, can you is masturbation just meant to be a solo activity? Is that how it's defined? And it's not. It's just anytime you are rubbing your own yes. areas to the techni- either simulate sex or just for stimulation. The technical definition of masturbation involves a hand. Okay. So a hand has to be involved for it to be well, I mean, there's a lot of studies of of alone time in other species, mm. and clearly they don't have hands. <laughs> but you know, right. like bears or deer or whatever the Dogs. case, they rub up against a post or something like that. Right. Or, so, I, you know, let's not get too caught up in right. that definition. But, I it was a but my question, question was, and again, it yeah. slipped my mind, almost like the spelling of masturbation. Right. Was you know, can you? Is it only supposed to be meant to be done alone? I'm like, no, because I mean, I think that can be fun and sexy when you're 
um, in in bed together and you kind of enjoy your own company while enjoying each other's company to start is a little <laughs> bit of a starter platter. I think that's fun. And you don't think that's offensive when the girl, if you were, and woman, that's not saying woman, you, yep, if yep. the woman um, were, if a woman were in bed with a man or a man and a man or a woman and a woman, if the one, if the partner starts taking care of herself and you're in bed and you're obviously trying to be part of it, that it does, is that an do you feel no because i think if that happened it would happen because it was talked about or it was just a fun oh, way to start okay okay so that's a good question right do you yeah offend, i just i think would you offend your partner if you started performing self-love and they were still in bed with you trying to interact with you it's a fair question would you be offended i am not offended by much whilst horizontal i can tell you that but I think that any time that's ever happened in my experience, it was kind of talked about or, mm. you know, let's, uh, let's start this game with a little self calisthenic here True. and, you know, kind of go from there. Okay. And I think that's super fun. That's healthy, right? You know, that's, there's no like, ego you know, involved. Uh, I'm finishing up a call with my brother or something like that in the other room. I'd say, why don't you, uh, why don't you get started? <laughs> and I think that that's fun and sexy and, oh. You know, then I open the door of the bedroom and someone's there, you know, rocking and rolling before I get there. Like, I think that that's fun. I got to tell you, that's a very healthy. It is. It's super cool. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm down with that. Um, so. Or it's just like a part of a, a sort of foreplay too. I think it's really hot. Speaking of. You're speechless. I'm not speechless. I'm, I'm absorbing and trying to get right. you not to ask me specific questions. There, right. there is a trickery to my situation here. Um, we do have to do a quick roundup and maybe we just add on to this one. No, we got time. We got okay. 10 minutes. So I do question. How many calories do you think you expend when you masturbate we were, to completion? We were Since researching you about calisthenics. A, a bunch of stuff. A couple of days ago at the bar at the Owl on a slow lunch. And uh, we both had our laptops open. And Joe kept wanting to close it when people walked by. Like, I'm like, I don't give a shit. Don't look at my computer. So it was porn. And it was going to come in that close and read the text, you know. So I didn't really care. But um, I know you looked this up. I did. And all right. So I'm going to do this. So essentially, it would be very light cardio. Um, I like to I like to edge when I have solo time, if I have the time. We covered edging, and I, if there's right. any just listener come, question kind of there, close, just text us a not, question, and I'll we'll like answer really what edging my is. Time. Um, so if my average solo session is between 10 and 15 minutes, very light cardio for 10 or 15 minutes, I would call that. Um, <laughs> let's call it. 80 calories. 80 calories for a 15-minute session. A very light. I mean, you're just, you're, it's not like you're using the rowing machine at the gym. I got to tell you. It's not like you're on the on, stepper. Hold on. What, I mean, how are you doing this? 80 calories every 15 minutes could equate to an hour of, uh, what, 320 calories. Okay, maybe it's that less 60. That is me running, I don't think it's any less than 60. Miles. Why don't you just tell me the answer? Okay, the average time it takes somebody to self-love it to completion is about five to six minutes mm, well, i'm, I'm enjoying myself longer a, I, I, i'm a little shocked on the 15 minutes wow. a little impressed and shocked at the same time yeah but a lot of times it's like <laughs> you're just taking your time ah you like the prolonged yeah 
to use a bad pun. So mine um, is really yeah. self-love. You guys are just trying to get it done. Get the poison out. My goodness. Get the poison out. <laughs> and you only lose about six to seven calories. Six to seven? Yes. Man, what am I doing? <laughs> My landing planes? What am I doing in the, while I'm doing that? <laughs> am I using both hands? What? That's a workout, man. <laughs> Jesus. Joshua, I I do push-ups every five minutes. No wonder the right arm's a little bit bigger than the left arm. Did you notice that at the gym? I can't. Here's going to be our moment. Everyone always talks about there's one moment in each podcast where they just lose their shit. Can can I see the calluses on that right hand? (laughs) Sorry. Hmm. 15 freaking minutes? Yeah. Ooh. (laughs) Is that regardless of gender, five or six minutes? Yes. That's, wow. Yeah. And I would say that's I didn't tell you I had a prosthetic hand, did okay. I? <laughs> He's got the Popeye arm in one hand and like nothing. Olive who, oil arm on the other hand. Who needs arm. spinach? Come Holy on. Holy crap. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, when you were saying, well, here's the other part of it. It was like when you were looking it up the other day, Yeah. I was led to believe that you were shocked at how many calories were burned. So I think that was another part of it. I was probably missing, trying to miss on the high side because you seem so flabbergasted by the number that you had found, Mm -hmm. but you were very adamant in not telling me what the number was. Because I was surprised too that it was like single digits, like six and seven calories. I mean, there's not one M&M in this world that is less than 12 calories. Jesus, (laughs) stay out of the M&Ms if you were trying to lose weight there. Or take your time. You know, take a little more <laughs> or, time. Or do a Josh. Be Captain Edgy. 80, 80 calories. I can eat yeah. 10 M&Ms for that. What am I doing in there? <laughs> okay, so fun fact. <laughs> Wait, you don't do push-ups while you're doing it? <laughs> in your case, one-arm push-ups. <laughs> or pushing up another way. Whoa, oh, easy, Josh. <laughs> commercial break. Commercial break. Cut. <laughs> um, it, it does, uh, masturbation scientifically does improve cardiovascular health. In your case, you have, you can give your heart, yeah. you have like the triathlon heart yeah, over there. Yeah, needs to go running. No wonder <laughs> I don't run half marathons anymore. And it's no surprise, obviously, that um, uh, the studies have found an inverse correlation between frequency of orgasm and a death from coronary heart disease. So you can improve mm. your heart health. That's what I've been doing. With my <laughs> I've just been trying to live longer. <laughs> I'm going to be 150. Three lives here, nine lives. I'm going to call you the cat from now on. So do cats masturbate a lot? <laughs> well, they do lick a lot. Whoa. They do. Oh. What, do cat, what do cats do all day long? Oh, they they're lick cleaning themselves. themselves. Whatever that is, it's licking. That's why they have nine lives, Josh. Fur ball. Exactly. <laughs> I think we're going to have to do a part two and three because I definitely have a lot more questions okay so we're gonna do a, do a little time out here and, we are and, gonna do okay. a little time out we'll I'll, le- I'll leave you for the next 15 minutes while i clean up over here <laughs> i'm gonna go put my sweatband on <laughs> tube socks <laughs> whoa whoa <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing with the tube socks i don't know what you're doing with a tube sock i meant to wear athletic apparel is what i meant <laughs> very sensitive <laughs> apparently not that sensitive <laughs> Take two. <laughs>
Okay. Some deep breaths, <laughs> and we'll uh, we'll. I mean, I don't know if there's going to be really. A and segue, you're allowed to ask me two racy questions right. next time, we'll, we'll so pick they up better. On that. You got it. You got to make them good because yeah. I'm only answering two. Sounds good. Okay. All right. All right. Signing off for now. For now. Bye.